Hello and welcome to another edition of Wander and Muse. I'm excited to have my guest Martha Retallick, who's a photographer, writer, and so much more. We're going to hear more about her in just a minute. But while I have your attention, I wanted to direct you over to wanderandmuse.world to check out my website. And that's where you'll see all the past podcasts, as well as some other things I do, like event promotions and content writing, all sorts of things. So go over there. But while we're talking to Martha, I want you to check out citynaturebook.com. Citynaturebook.com. That'll actually redirect you to Martha's real site, which is westernskycommunications.com. But that way, while you're listening, you can kind of take a look at some of the pictures, uh, get a better sense of her photography, so you can see what we're talking about as she describes everything. So hello, Martha. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're here. I, I first knew of you through Creative Mornings when they do those 30-second pitches at the beginning. And you were, you had a copy of your city nature book there and always, you know, letting people know that it exists. And it is a gorgeous, gorgeous book. Thank you. And I loved especially learning that everything about it is local. You're not sending it off to some printer far away just to get the best price. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. You really are keeping it local. And I think that's huge. So talk a little bit more about that before we even okay. dive in. This started out as a project to learn how to use a new camera system, which by the way, I bought locally. I bought uh -huh. it at Tucson Camera Repair, Yay. Nikon D850. Okay. And that was a huge step up from what I had been using before. Was that more of like a point and shoot or was it still No, with it wasn't the... a point and shoot, but it wasn't at the level of complexity as the D850. So exactly. I had some learning to do. Right, right. And I got this in the June of 2018. And you know, summer's in Tucson. You don't want to go out and practice, <laughs> especially if you don't know what you're doing with your camera. Exactly. And, you know, practice with people who might get a little impatient. You know, come on, Martha, would you hurry? Right, oh. exactly. So they're like, I don't care about your F stop and your aperture. Exactly. Take my picture. Exactly. <laughs> Out to the backyard I went. There were trees, there were rocks, there were flowers, there were birds, etc. Yes. And I thought, this is a good thing to practice on because they are not going to get impatient with me. <laughs> it was a good time of the year to practice with plants. And later on that summer, I went back east to visit my mother, who mm -hmm. was at the time 92 years old, okay. and she was not able to get up and leave the house. She could walk around the house, but that was it. Mm -hmm. So while I was back there with this new camera, which I was still struggling with, I decided to go to the grade school, where I had gone through fourth through sixth grade, and talked myself through photo shoots back there, mm -hmm. and something happened. I got it. I figured right, out this clicked. camera. And so what I did was I was doing these photo shoots every day and I would take the best photos, sit next to mom on the couch in the evening and show them to her. Oh, how nice. So mom you brought the world to her. Yes. Mom got to see the very beginning of this project oh, that's in the summer of 2018. Now she died in 2019 mm. and that was the last of my three closest relatives. I lost my aunt, my father and my mother within Oof. three years. Oh goodness. So that was a lot of loss. Sure was. And after mom died in July of 19, and I came back here in August, I was walking out into the backyard. And during the springtime, the doves 
had started nesting on the box for my solar electric array. <laughs> I come back to Tucson. I'm all alone in the world now. Right. And I'm walking out into the backyard. And I glanced up at that solar box. It's hotter than you know what else. Yes. I look up there and there's a bird. And it was like a sign to keep going. Nice. So that fall, I decided, you know, my parents were, you know, a little crotchety and very proactive. You know, after sitting on the couch a lot, I was getting to the point where I could almost hear mom saying, what are you doing sitting on the couch feeling sorry for yourself? Yes. And dad, well, dad was a officer in the Naval Reserve, and he would have said, Martha, up and at him. <laughs> so I love in it. early 2020, I decided to get back into photography as an event photographer, which okay. I had done some before. Uh -huh. And so I started working with one of your previous interviewees, Carrie Side. I love Carrie Side. To guide me back into the event photography field, which was absolutely the last thing that one could have done in 2020. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> so time for plan B. And I, I had continued shooting photos of yard. This thing had really taken on a life of its own. Uh -huh. And during that spring of 2020, I was shooting still the trees, the rocks, the flowers, and the birds. Uh -huh. And Carrie said to me, at a time like this, people really need art. Mm -hmm. And that was like, boom, mm -hmm. electric shock. What motivation that was. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was shooting at a higher level than ever before. Ooh. And I started thinking that it would be good to put these photos into a book. But don't just do your typical photographer's photo book where it's a bunch of nice photos and, and, well. Exactly. This my mother so was a more. teacher. Why not educate Definitely. people? And this is about my yard, mostly. It's also about a lot of other things like growing up in Pennsylvania. Like at eight years old, we moved to the woods right. just down the street from this elementary school. And that elementary school you mentioned when you Still first there? started. Yeah, and it's a nature preserve. Oh, it's right? in a nature preserve. That's it was amazing. Just absolutely the one, most wonderful place to go to school if you didn't want to pay attention. Yes. <laughs> and I would sit there and draw pictures and really irritate the math teacher uh -huh. and throw epic temper tantrums at me in front of the whole class. But... You should send them one of your books. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what happened to her in high school. I went to a different school, and you know how that goes. Yes, lose touch. Lose touch. But I kept at it. Now, in high school, you know, yeah, I was good at drawing pictures in fourth grade, but by the time to high school, the art competition was a lot better. There's some talented people oh, out there. Oh, there was some serious talent in that school. Uh-huh. And all those things, drawing and painting and sculpture, I wasn't any good at, but photography... That was yeah, it. I love it. I love so, it. And it shows I have your book in my lap as we speak. And the very first thing when I opened the book, I saw it's not even at the beginning. It's in the middle, a recipe for 15 minute mesquite cookies. And I, I love this so much that you have recipes in here because so often when I do guided hikes on the side, that's one of my many side hustles. Mm -hmm. And so often people ask, can you eat any of this? I say, yes, very much so. With the mesquite pods, you can turn it into flour. And here's an example right here. You can make the cookies from it. You can make tortillas from it. You can do so much. And even the prickly pear, you know, nopales, tacos, or whatever you want to do. So I love that you're really giving people the resources here to uh, expand their horizons with what they're probably finding in their own backyard, yes. right? Yes, yes. Yeah. 
And these photos are just absolutely gorgeous. I'm a big fan of these real like macro shots where you see the little water droplets and you see the veins and the flowers or the leaves. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Thank you. So when it came time to make this book, since you had been really, you know, finding that true passion and uh, expertise with your camera now, finally, how did you then choose which photos made it to the book? Because I'm sure you have just a bounty of gorgeous photos. I shot thousands of yeah. photos, narrowed it down to a few hundred of what I thought were the best. And then there was time for that session with Carrie, the photo editor. <laughs> And Carrie going through them. No, 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 I can no, hear no, her. no, no, yes, no, 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 no. And I'm there, I'm standing there in my studio on Zoom thinking, are any photos going to make it into this book? Well, obviously some photos oh, did. And I don't disagree with any of her picks. Right. She did a she brilliant job excellent on that. Taste. And here's another thing. She made me read the entire manuscript aloud. Oh, that's a good thing to do. And there was a lot of, well, what did you mean by that? Uh-huh. Uh, explain to me more about your motivation behind this. Right. What were you thinking when you did that? Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I really struggled with, and I mean, it was a real struggle session, was when I got to high school, they had cameras that were professional grade. You know, mm -hmm. they were called single lens reflex in the 1970s. Right. And this, here we go, here we go again with the big step up. What was so much better about that than the camera, the instamatics we had at home? Mm -hmm. And it was a real struggle to describe that. Well, mm -hmm. for one thing, you can, like we've been talking mm -hmm. about, you can really get close up and you can really get in with detail. Mm -hmm. You can use selective focus. Right. Which, you know. That can be really gorgeous when everything is yes. blurred around something that you're yes. really focusing in on that's gorgeous so that was that was a real struggle session to figure out that one mm -hmm. but the thing about being made to read the entire book aloud mm -hmm. is that it's not just a book to read it can also be performed oh and after the book came out my very first media interview was over at arizona public media with uh -huh. tony paniagua and arizona spotlight uh -huh. he marked out a section in the book he said read that no big deal. I can do that. I just read the whole thing aloud with Carrie. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. So when you look at it as the broad picture and then pulled almost like the macro photograph, you're doing the macro reading, just this one little So yes, I do it. very much want to perform this thing. Yeah, I can see that happening for sure. And with all the talent we have in Tucson, you can easily get a cast to make this happen yes. for sure. That would be cool where you have people doing the readings while you have the image that they're talking about on a big screen behind them. So it's truly this multimedia uh, performance. That could be really cool, yes. really beautiful and magical. Excellent. The baseline of your words, like what, your, like, like what your letter A sits on, that's your baseline. And then there's a certain distance from that to the next baseline. And when you're doing typesetting, you'll have a number, you'll have like a formula like, like 14 over 12, or 12 over 14 mm -hmm. is what I did. 12 points high, 14 points of space in between. In the old days, that was called letting. Now it's called line spacing. Mm -hmm. That line spacing is your baseline grid number. And it, it took a consultation with Dave Conry in Long Beach, California to figure <laughs> that one out. Okay. Once I did, and I mean, Carrie was even saying to me, you know, your baseline's off. 
Okay, better fix that. Oh, interesting. What yeah. Coach Carey wants, Coach Carey gets. <laughs> I love it. In my email newsletter, I said that I had issued myself a challenge ah. from the Yard Documentation Project, and that challenge is to create a book out of this. The shooting the photos of the yard to learn how to use the camera and then you turned decided. into full-on okay. documentation, okay. which racked up a photo count of thousands, narrowed down to a few hundred. Right. And I love it. That. So it was late 2020 when I okay. decided I want to do a book, and then you have to start thinking about things in 2021 and 2022, or how are you going to design this thing? And who's going to print it? Exactly. And something I saw on your website on the order section is you do have the different levels. So talk a little bit about that, where you have the, the premiere. And, okay, yeah, there, are two, about that. there are two editions. Number one, there's the collector's edition, which has a slipcase. Okay, nice. And I signed and numbered all of those, and I'm here to tell you that it's going to be very difficult to pull them out of those slipcases. It's not going to be one of those things where you turn it up this way, and up, oh, there goes my book. Okay. I know this because it took me the whole darn day to pull those books out and sign them, and it was like my ah. upper body workout <laughs> over at the warehouse where they're being stored and shipped. Oh, okay. The next day was the premium edition. That's the one without the slipcase. There were okay. 300 of those. Oh, okay. And since I'm from Pennsylvania, I thought, okay, what has 300 that's going to keep me motivated throughout this day? I know what. A trip on the Pennsylvania Turnpike from Eastern Pennsylvania to Western Pennsylvania. There you go. So I'm thinking, okay, 100 books to Harrisburg. I love it. I love 150 it. books and we get to the Kitty Tinny Tunnel on the front <laughs> turnpike. That's brilliant. And, and then, and then, and then, okay, we're about 50 miles away, you know, 250 books. I'm going to Monroeville. That's awesome. And meanwhile, in the warehouse, these people are leaving for the day and leaving me bare by myself, and I'm still signing the books. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, you might as well stay on, on go to go into the parkway into Pittsburgh because there's usually a lot less of a traffic headache than there is going up from the south side. <laughs> That's the hilarious. So anyway, 4.30 in the afternoon, book number 300, and I got to Point State Parks in downtown Pittsburgh. There you go. I love it. So... Yeah. That was my trip to Pittsburgh while signing books. I love it. That's beautiful. Once a Pennsylvanian, always a Pennsylvanian. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm a Marylander myself. Mm -hmm. uh, you know how it is. <laughs> I do, I do. And uh, something else that I was really curious about is uh, the, the subtitle of the book. So the book is City Nature. And then the subtitle, which is quite long, and I love it, <laughs> Tales of Honorary Plants, Opinionated Birds, gardening triumphs and tragedies and capturing it all through a lens. So tell me about these opinionated birds. <laughs> I think oh, that's just hilarious. I had a visit from one of them yesterday, not in the book, but <laughs> it was a vermilion flycatcher. Oh, with the bright red belly, right? Well, no, this was a female. And oh, she gotcha. was sitting outside and I'm in my living room. The window's dirty. And if I went outside, she'd fly away. Uh-huh. So I was shouting rude things to her from inside the house because she was not going to do a good photo for me. Right, there you go. However, her mate, I did get a great Ooh. photo of him from inside my studio a few weeks ago. Through the window. Yes. Fantastic. Through the window. Yes. That's fantastic. Now, of course, these birds showed up on scene after the book was published. And last fall, after I'd had this, the book was all designed and ready to go on press, and uh -huh. we were preparing it. Rody showed up. Oh. Rody is our neighborhood roadrunner. Oh, okay. I love and road And Rody decided that he really liked my yard. 
And it got to the point I would go outside with the camera and I'd say, close up, close up. And he would stop and pose for I me. I love it. And it was almost like he was reminding me, well, you know, I could have been in the book too, you know. <laughs> yeah, my personal belief is uh, when a roadrunner crosses your path, it's good luck. It's the opposite of a black cat crossing your path of roadrunners. Good luck. When it well, crosses I'm getting a path. lot of that lately because he's coming back. That's fantastic. Now, are you a believer that when birds or other interesting creatures visit that they're a deceased uh, ancestor? Are you a believer of that? Some people always think whenever they see a cardinal, it's their grandmother or something like that. Do you have a belief along that? I think that morning dove on the solar box right after I came home was a sign yeah. from the family that no, you're not alone. Right, Keep right. going. That's beautiful. I, I'm a believer of that. That's why I asked. I was just curious since you're so into them if you felt the same way. Well, I had kind of an interesting experience the day after my aunt died. She died in April of 2016. The following day, I'm bicycling near the university and I see something green on the ground and I thought, no, it can't be. But I stopped. Not only was it a money, it was a $20 bill. Nice. And Aunt Jean was the life of any party she ever went to and I could almost hear her say, Martha, it's me, Jean. Right. Go take that and have some fun. Yes, I, I love did. that. Maybe it's something about Aunt Jean's. My Aunt Jean was super fun, too. Mm, oh, she was. <laughs> Everyone Mar should have an Aunt Jean. I'm Martha Jean. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Uh, and something else that I saw on your website that I thought was such a clever, brilliant idea is when you sign up for your newsletter, you get a, a free sampling of yes, one of the do. chapters in the book. I thought that was a really good idea. Yes, you do. Yeah. So for people to sign up for your newsletter, they do head over to westernskycommunications.com. Or you can go to citynaturebook.com. It's kind of down toward the bottom of the page, but it is there. Exactly. I think that's great. And uh, yeah, I heard you on the Finding Arizona podcast as well. And that was really interesting to hear you talking about, you know, the CAP water, the water harvesting and brand la Brad Lancaster and everything you learned there in your earlier days in Tucson. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and how that influenced the book Well, the as thing well? with water harvesting is I got into it by necessity. Right. When I bought my house in 2004, I had a home inspection done and the home inspector said, your backyard needs to be regraded because it slopes toward the house. Not good. Not good. And after I moved in, the ever-efficient neighborhood grapevine yeah. told me that during heavy rainstorms, the water would flood into my house. <sighs> and it was true. I mean, when I was replacing the old furnace with a new furnace and air conditioning, there was definite water damage beneath that furnace. Right. So... I tried a variety of ways of solving this problem myself and with hired help, and nothing worked. Mm. So in 2007, I started volunteering with a group locally called the Watershed Management mm -hmm. Group. Sure. For that water harvesting, mm -hmm. for the water harvesting project at the Ward Three City Council office on Grant Road. There was cistern put in. There were earthworks put in. And I was one of the worker bees on that project, and we started in, in July of 2007. Okay. It was dedicated later that year, still there, still in good shape. And in 2008, the Watershed Management Group started what was called the Green Living Co-op, mm -hmm. which had the barn raving model. People would go and help each other with projects. And then when you had enough work hours, they'd come to you. I love that. I hosted a total of five workshops. I had three earthworks workshops, one gray water harvesting, which is diverting washing machine water out to Lemon, 
pomegranate mm -hmm. and fig tree, mm -hmm. and also a cistern workshop. I have a 1,500-gallon cistern. Fantastic. Which I used for watering the garden. Yes. And collectively, these workshops solved the flooding problem. It is not a problem anymore. Fantastic. That saved your home. I mean, so, yeah, problem it, solved. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. And so what are maybe a couple tips you have for people when they think, oh, gosh, you know, I wish, uh, you know, I could use my my uh, the water off from my laundry or. Uh, some other collect the rainwater more. Do you just have any good little tips to share? About the thing that? with gray water is you want to get that out to the plants right away. Please don't store it. It's going to smell even worse than the worst smelling septic tank uh, you've ever been around. Good to know. Divert that right out there. Cistern water, you can store rainwater. But here's the thing. Don't go putting your favorite mug up to it, turning on the water, you know, turn, you know, well, open, sure. yeah, open, the, yeah. open the valve uh -huh. and then start drinking it. No. You need to get that water tested to see what's in it that you should be filtering out. Definitely. So don't just drink the cistern water. Get it tested. Right. Okay, let's see. What else? What, how would you like to wrap this up as far as, you know, giving another good plug for your City Nature book? Why should people go out? And get okay, it. this is a local project. I had local creative director, Carrie. I had a local editor, Elena Akobo. You might have heard it, uh, Creative Mornings. I've um, interviewed her on this podcast. Yes, you sure did. <laughs> she did a good job. So for getting help with design, I did go to Southern California for a consultation over Zoom with Dave Conry. I also had a mentor in Atlanta, uh, Peter Bowerman, who's a self-publishing guru. Okay. A uh, local indexer, Cynthia Cohn, printed locally. My web guy is local. Where was it printed? This was printed right over at AZ Litho, Commerce oh, Park Loop, oh, just west, west of the freeway yep, yep. and west of the uh, Santa sure. Cruz River. Uh -huh. And I was able to watch the process this being, this being printed. How cool. Your baby. Yes. yes. A lot of checking. I mean, sure. run, run, a, run a sheet, check it. Exactly. Run a sheet, check it. Exactly. Took two days. Mm -hmm. But I got to go there. I got to go there with my camera, which was even better. Right. Right. And uh, when this airs, there'll still be plenty of time for people to get this book as a gift for the holidays. Yes. So it's really yes. good timing, really. So it really is beautiful. Uh, the cover is beautiful. The contents are informative, inspiring, and beautiful, of course. But truly, it is a, a classic coffee table book. It really would look good in any home, right? Right. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so much for being here. Everyone should head over to citynaturebook.com and definitely sign up for Martha's newsletter so you can stay in the loop with all of her fun projects. And thanks again, Martha, for being here. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thanks so much. And again, please head over to wanderandmuse.world. And that's where you can either sign up to my newsletter, uh, leave a review on Facebook, YouTube, uh, whatever you'd like to do. I would love some feedback. If you'd like to be a guest or a sponsor, reach out to me at heather at wanderandmuse.world. Thank you so much for listening. Go out and create something today.